0: to Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Lauren O'Neill.
1: And I'm Nico Bakulich.
0: And let's get biblical. Let's. Uh, But before we do, uh, I will introduce myself as the ex-Christian. I was raised Presbyterian. I'm now an atheist. And I'm reading the New International Version of the Bible. And
1: I'm the non-believing sort of Jew. And I'm reading the NRSV New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Also... Also... This is not a Bible study podcast.
0: Also, it's not for children, and it may contain objectionable content. <laughs> objectionable That's the Bible to whom? Fault. To whom? To, like, any human. <laughs>
1: Right-minded, red-blooded Americans. To
0: any person who doesn't like violence and sexual assault.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, on that note, <laughs> we have a guest in the studio today. Um, I would like to introduce my friend Michelle Sutherland. She's a visual artist and director... Her play Gertrude Stein's Saints got five stars in the New York Times. All the stars. All the stars. And, uh, she and it's is... sitting at a
1: solid four and a half on Yelp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she is here to talk about the Book of Lamentations with us. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about your religious background?
2: Yep. I was raised Catholic and pretty like more cultural than religious, I guess. You know, like I was raised in like a Mexican-American family and like Catholic ritual was really important. Mm -hmm. All the dresses and the incense and Easter and tequila and stuff, all that (laughs) stuff.
1: Uh, The traditional Easter tequila. Uh, yeah,
2: Communion tequila. Exactly. Burn the pig, like bury the pig in the backyard, have the party uh, a luau of yes. course <laughs> obviously <laughs> the standard catholic luau yeah. yeah
0: you know everyone knows all right i'm gonna give some uh fast facts about the book of lamentations uh the hebrew name is Echa, which means how because it starts <laughs> the first word of the book is how
1: i assume that's got like 90 exclamation points and question marks after. yeah that? i mean pretty much
0: yeah <laughs> um but it's also called kinot, which means like you know, laments. It's or
1: like delicious superfood. I've heard of it before. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Lamentations are quite delicious. The
1: secret of the Andes.
0: Uh, I'm not sure where you're going to that. <laughs> oh, you're talking about quinoa. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, it's ascribed to Jeremiah, uh, who almost certainly did not actually write them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very short book. It's just five chapters. There are five poems and the first four are alphabet acrostics. So the first line of, of the poem starts with the Hebrew letter Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Second one starts with Bet, then Gimel, and so on and so on. Um, the fifth poem has 22 lines to correspond with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, but it doesn't have any alphabetical, it doesn't start with the right letters or anything.
1: It doesn't have any alphabetical power to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's about you know uh, Babylon's destruction of Jerusalem, uh-huh. which uh, you have heard a lot about if you've listened to some of our more recent episodes. Uh, and if you haven't, then it doesn't really matter. All you need to know is uh, Babylon took over Judah and destroyed Jerusalem. And
1: um, now, Michelle, I have to ask. Yeah, have you have you read much much Bible before?
2: No.
0: No,
1: like, like not
2: much? at all. Like not at all. I mean, I had catechism class, so uh-huh. I think I must have read something there, but I also was just like doodling no, the in catechism, my.
0: Book. The catechism is like not the Bible.
2: Oh, yeah, see, I wouldn't even know. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might include Bible verses. i paying
2: it. attention in school since like second grade.
0: Um, but like the weird thing about Catholics versus Protestants is like Catholics are like all catechism and then Protestants are like all Bible.
2: What's catechism though? It's like, like
0: the like things it's like a recitation of the things you're supposed to believe or whatever
2: oh
0: um i mean that's probably like a really like imprecise definition <laughs> but like there's a protestant like there's a presbyterian catechism i have no idea what's in it cuz i never studied it what did you what, – what are your – just initial impressions? Yeah, go for it. What are your initial impressions?
2: Well, I was really excited when I first started reading it because I started reading it at Burning Man, and, like, the first line mm. is how deserted lies the city once so full of people, you know? And it's mm. like you get there the first day, and they're building the city. You know, everyone's bringing their stuff in, and everyone's building it, and you know that, like, seven days later, it's going to all come down again, you know? So I was really – It's going to be dust, Again, just dust. Yeah. yeah, and also there's a temple, you know, in the center, and it's like it's a really a ritualistic. Yeah. yeah.
0: What what sort of temple?
2: Um, like, it's a temple. Well, they build a new one every year. Yeah, but they like, burn what, it. What goes on in it? Um, people bring, you know things to the temple. So there's a lot of like photographs of people who have passed. There's okay. poetry. You know, it becomes just this mourning site, really, a place where people really? cry. And it's the last thing that's burnt on the playa. So on, on Sunday night, they burn it. And, you know, people are crying, weeping. It's it's beautiful. It's like so beautiful to see something so huge burn to the ground with like thousands of people surrounding this, you That's know. It's like perfect it's, for lamentation. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It was it's gorgeous. And like kind of like connecting these two things, you know, along the course of the week, like reading this and like being there, it was like a really interesting process. But then as I read, you know, more Lamentations, it got a little confusing. You know <laughs> <laughs> like the first part I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be so beautiful. Also Lamentations singing, mourning, ritual the importance of those things, you know, I, I felt really strongly connected to it, but then it gets so judgy, you know, like, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, what do these people even freaking do? Like, where's the party? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought this was supposed to be a party of tears. Like, and
1: then you started reading the Bible, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, shit. This We've is all had not... that moment reading the Bible where you realize, wait, where's the party? You know what I mean? I mean, what are we doing I've here? been misled about this the whole time. <laughs> so actually, this is, um, Lamentations is the text that you read for the Jewish holiday of Tisha B'Av, which is like the day of
2: mourning. Right, and that's like right around this time, right? It's yeah, like, yeah.
0: It's um, it happens in August. We has it we, been a year already? <laughs> it's Tisha B'Av <laughs> again. Um, yeah, we're like less than a month past it when we re- as we record this. Um, and I didn't really know anything about this holiday until I started researching. It's like just basically a day of mourning for all the bad things that have happened to Jews over the centuries. Hmm. So, like, actually, I forget what the first one is. There's, like, an old one. There's, like, something from, like, Moses times. But then the second thing that's mourned is the destruction of the temple, Mm -hmm. which is what Lamentations is about. And, um, and then, like, the second destruction of the temple and, like, Roman persecution of the Jews and, so, like, so on and so forth. And then people add in, like, um, more modern stuff. So, like, Some people add in like the Holocaust and some people have created like new like Lamentation style poems about the Holocaust Mm. or about like pogroms in Russia or whatever. Um, I don't want to get any more specific than that because I think I'll start getting things wrong. But that's the general gist of Tisha B'Av. And Tisha B'Av just means like um, the ninth of the month of, like the Jewish month of. And my Bible also says that Catholics... Another weird thing about Oh, my Catholics. God, the
1: glance that you gave her I when know, she like, said I know, like, I mean, that. excuse
0: me, hey. Read from Lamentations during Holy Week, which yeah. is the week leading up to Easter, mm-hmm. which is super interesting. I've never heard of that. Like, in my experience leading up to Easter week, it's definitely all, like, New Testament stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, about Jesus. Yeah. But this is, like, from way before Jesus. Um, And I don't know, it's interesting because in our... Last couple episodes, Isaiah and Jeremiah, the destruction of Jerusalem is, like, conceived of as the end of the world, you yes. know, and then, like, a Messiah is going to come and fix it. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that, like, that that's sort of connected to Holy Week in that way, retroactively. Mm. That's true,
1: although there's none of that uh, Messianic language in this. In
0: this. No, not yeah. at all. But it's interesting that, I don't know, the Catholics do that.
1: They, They, Catholics got, they are, got, like, one book close to it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, that they, like... In some way connected this, like...
1: The fall of the temple with the death of Jesus?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mm. But, you know, something I was thinking about was, like, you know, in terms of, like, this morning, like... 'Cause when I'm reading this, it's like I, I I'm like reading a lot of responsibility into it. Like people need to take responsibility mm. for their actions. Mm-hmm. And then like when I hear you talk about like, you know, what going to the ceremony is like now, it's like it's like looking back at like what has happened to Jews, mm-hmm. right? So that's a very different I, way of looking at this. I actually know?
0: think that's like like the most interesting thing about this book is how it constantly like is shifting blame around.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and how it's like Sometimes the blame is on like the Jewish people. Sometimes the blame is on God. Sometimes the blame is on foreigners mm-hmm. and it just keeps shifting. Yeah. Um. So like on that note, should we, should we get into it? Yes. All right. Nico, do you want to start us off?
1: The basic structure of these lamentations is similar. Although the tone varies from lament to lament. The basic idea is that like, Somebody is talking about how Jerusalem has fallen. Somebody's talking. Somebody's, somebody's always talking. Somebody's always talking. Somebody's always talking about how Jerusalem has fallen and what a shame it is and what a sorry state its people are in. And sometimes they are bemoaning the fact that God doesn't listen to the to the lamentations. Sometimes there's they're asking for forgiveness. Sometimes they're just sort of like describing in detail what it's like when a city falls and stuff like that. The first one brings back something that was present in previous prophecies that describes Israel as basically as a woman mm-hmm. but with a fair dollop of sexual menace popped on top of yes. it yes um for example her uncleanness was in her skirts um, and enemies have stretched out their hands over all her precious things oof that that's yeah that's like at the lowest you can fall is a is a woman who <laughs> is unclean and has been
2: live in life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like the destruction is definitely figured as like sexual violation. I I mean I wrote down uh, all who honored her despise her for they have seen her nakedness. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the like blame shifting starts right there where it's kind of like she deserved it for being so slutty.
1: A little bit and in this But f-
0: then also it's like she's been deeply violated.
1: Yeah. And in this first Lamentation, I made a special note because I was like, wow, they are not talking about whose fault this is at all, even though based on the story so far, it's essentially Israel's fault. They strayed from God, basically, and worshipped idols and didn't hold the covenants properly. And because of that, Jerusalem fell and the temple was destroyed.
0: So, Michelle, this is something you may not know, but the main the main story of the Bible is about the Israelites Worshipping idols, worshipping all the other gods like Sumerian gods, Egyptian gods, whatever, mm-hmm. and then getting punished for it—that's mm-hmm. like the main point of the Bible this far. <laughs> okay, it's just like we've read—I don't know—fifteen hundred pages, <laughs> and that's been like it's just over that's and been over the main story. Yeah, and so like in real life, Babylon took over the kingdom of Judah, and in the Bible, it's because they kept worshipping idols.
1: And so God used Babylon as a tool to bring Israel low yeah. because of their disrespect of him.
2: So victim blaming. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But also like it's old. It's as old as the old testament. <laughs> 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 um
0: I have in in the first poem I have like um verse 18, The Lord is righteous, yet I rebelled against his command. Mm-hmm. Versus verse 19, I called to my allies, but they betrayed me. My priests and elders perished in the city. Mm -hmm. So it's like immediately like the next line is like, it was my fault I rebelled. But shouldn't the priests
2: and elders really have been in charge here? Shouldn't they have been telling me the right stuff to do? Yeah. I mean, the, the question of responsibility is so interesting in this in this text, you know, and like in life in general, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, you know, that was something that like my big takeaway from Burning Man actually was this like idea of responsibility. Like you come to the party and you get what you give. You know what I mean? Like you just you, – you have to show up if you want to see something new. You know what I mean? If you want to see something happen at the party, then bring something to the party. Don't just sit outside and expect – that somebody else will be you you know Uh what I mean and so that question of like what are you bringing is is strong in that environment you know and I think that's kind of like what's going on in this on some level you know what I mean it's like what are you bringing to this culture you know and like these people are bringing I guess obviously God thinks like bullshit or something (laughs) So they have to like bring something new, you know? I think that God things like bullshit or something is like a pretty good like summation of the Bible. Yes. Like God like is not happy right now. So. <laughs> but we don't really know why. So the um, tone
1: the tone changes slightly when it moves to the second poem though. How so? Well, so the first one is really sad. It's just like, mm. oh, my God, I can't believe it. My heart is broken. I'm yeah. lying in the dirt on the ground. My nation is in ashes around me. The second poem is a little a little angrier. Hmm. It's like God has left us in our time of need. Like how hard yeah. did we need to pray mm. to like make this work?
0: Yeah. Um, the Lord has made Zion forget her appointed feasts and her Sabbaths. It's it, like. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't worship God, but it's because God made us do it wrong. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: The narrator acts, acts, um, do you know who you did this to, to God? And I mean, implying that like, you should never, like, how could you harm your favored people?
0: Like oh, this? yeah. I have, um, whom have you ever treated like this? Yeah. Should women eat their offspring?
1: Well, No. Obviously, not
0: <laughs> the children they have cared for. Should priest and prophet be killed in the sanctuary of the Lord? I mean, no,
1: <laughs> no, but also, God did literally tell you a long time ago in some very important books that and if over you, and over again, if you broke the covenant, your country be turned to ash, Children's would eat their mothers, and <laughs> mothers vice versa. would eat their children. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the children's
0: children would, would never eat candy. Their <laughs>
1: But he did like all of the stuff that is here in the lamentation, it's very consciously done so, was in earlier covenants that was like, if you break my laws, this is what you're going to get. And I guess it's just, is it supposed to expose the ignorance of the lamenter in a certain kind of way that he doesn't know that?
0: I don't know, because Hmm. I think this was probably like these poems were probably composed around the time that this actually happened or like shortly after. That, like Jerusalem was, I thought they were post exilic. Are they?
1: I thought so, but I don't know.
0: Well, even if they're post exilic, these are people trying to make sense mm. of a huge military defeat. We know that they didn't have act like they didn't have the Bible as it is now, right? So they may not have had at the time, like, the exact narrative that we're reading now, where it's like, Yeah, God told you to do this. And then you fucked up and no. God told you to do this mm. and you fucked up.
1: That's absolutely true. But like some of these covenant rules that they broke are in like Deuteronomy.
0: Right. But like, I don't know if they had, if everyone had access to Deuteronomy. Remember King Josiah Found rediscovered it. the yeah. Torah.
1: In like a secret room in the temple. In the
0: temple. Yeah. And like we had Josiah, like he's like the fifth to last king. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, so they they may not have like a super strong tradition with the Torah, yet. Mm. I don't know. No, but
1: you're right that it does work better on a, on a human scale where it's about in an individual and a community like processing unimaginable pain.
2: Right. And I think like that's the thing is like processing, like grief is confusing. Mm. And there's so much anger and mm-hmm. grief and anger is Contradiction. Totally going all over the place. You know what I mean? At yourself, at other people. I mean, it just makes no fucking sense, you know? So in that way, like, this starts to kind of, like, take on new meaning for me right now. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, okay, I can handle this totally multi-directed, like, what? Like, are we in (laughs) a city? Or is this a guy? Or, like, who's mad at who? You know, that confusion kind of, like, becomes almost performative. Yeah. You know? Like, this becomes, like, somehow performative for me right now. I'm also thinking about, like, the stages
0: of grief. Mm Mm-hmm about how there's like denial and bargaining and everything and that's kind of like what's happening here like the the way they mm. shift the blame mm-hmm. you know it's like well mm. I it you know it wasn't my fault yeah okay it was like really my fault but I like I confess to it so please forgive me yeah but it was actually
2: your fault you know like and it's like I guess that's why it's still read every year. You know what I mean? Because in the reading of it, it's the you perform it, uh-huh. and in the performance, you 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 step into that confusion and that grief. Yeah, it's such an important ritual. I actually met a woman a few like about a month ago. She told me about this. It's so funny how it's all kind of lining up. You know, because I never heard about this ritual mm-hmm. that Tisha happens in, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in August. And then I met this woman and she told me about it. I was like, oh man, I'd really love to go to that. But then I couldn't go because it was like this whole Burning Man thing was like taking over my life and shit. <laughs> but then I go to Burning Man and it becomes a morning thing and some on some level and I'm talking. So this, it's an important thing. And also to, just to see like you know to be at Burning Man there's 70 fucking thousand people there and like everyone is going through something hmm. and, and and it's visible on this temple wall you see that everyone has lost somebody everyone is grieving everyone is confused hmm. everyone has got something going on that is not making sense and that is painful you know so it's kind of like and, and you're partying and dancing with them so it's it's lovely in this way you know so I'd love to go with this Jewish one, too, just just to, like, see how this is, like, this, this text, like, is performative, too, yeah. you know?
1: Just see how good the party is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it better be fun, though. There but you, be, have, like, <laughs> <dancing> <laughs> no, you because... have to, like,
0: fast, though. Oh. And you can't have sex and stuff. Oh. Yeah. I could definitely
2: fast, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the sex part would be harder.
1: <laughs> so this poem brings back some of my favorite old-timey Old Testament imagery like people opening their mouths against other people mm. in uh lamentations 216 all your enemies open their mouths against you they hiss they gnash their teeth they cry we have devoured her all this is the day we longed for at last we have seen it i like that i like everybody mm. opening their mouths like it's <laughs> such a that's like an animalistic thing you know uh-huh mm. and the idea of like all of israel's enemies surrounding her with their mouths open and teeth bared, you know.
0: Um, I also wrote down one that reminded me of, like, I think in Psalms we like had some good verses where, like, um, God made like the earth move like an animal yeah. and stuff, like that. Made the earth move, <laughs> move under His feet. feet. No, um, He uh, He made ramparts and walls lament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerusalem's gates have sunk into the ground. Yeah, I just like the idea it's like, of, like
1: even the even the city is in grieving. Yeah, yeah, the
0: walls lament. Um, do you have any more uh, any more quotes from from chapters 1 or 2?
1: No. Unless.
0: Oh, I do have one. This is going back to chapter 1. May you bring the day you have announced so my enemies may become like me. Let all their wickedness come before you. Mm-hmm. Deal with them as you have dealt with me because of all my sins.
1: I like that because, I mean, God did promise that as well. He says, even as I bring you low, know that I will
0: raise you back up because you're my chosen people. And
1: I will exact this revenge on everybody that I use to exact my vengeance on you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the best order of operations. It's for so, these, but, and
2: it's so like petty, it right? Is. It's so. It's oh, my like God. Yeah. Giving like God, God. is like Prince, like the like the fucking eye roller. Like, yeah. Oh, God, vengeance. But, you know.
0: It's like giving God, like, these very, like, petty human motivations, you know? Mm. I mean, we, we always talk about, like, Greek gods that way, and we say, like, mm. that's different from, from, like, the Bible God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've seen so many instances in the Old Testament of God having these weird petty That is so true. Like, we
2: should read this God as, like, a Zeus, you know, a Zeus character who's yeah. just, like, always getting into shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where you're like, oh, my God, like, seriously, this is what, like— Ego, 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 ego. Because there, you, you get the sense in this, you know what I mean, that there's like a ego at play. That Absolutely, is, is wanting to be served in a very specific way. And if you like, if if, if he's That's not being whole thing. served in a specific way, then out.
1: Yeah. Well, to find the answer to that and several other questions, and all
0: of life's <laughs> difficult questions,
1: <laughs> we're gonna go find them. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna go find some answers for y'all. Um, and then
0: we'll be right back. Spoiler alert, we'll find no answers. <laughs> but we will find white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, uh, when when I asked her about what kind of white wine she wanted, she said cold. <laughs> so we're going to get some cold-ass wine. Yes, icing your white wine. And then summer. we're going to come back and uh, keep talking about Lamentations. We'll be back in a second. Okay, bye. 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 bye.
1: Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. I'm Nico.
0: And I'm Lauren.
1: And we're here with
2: Michelle Sutherland.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Michelle Sutherland. Yes, we all. We certainly
2: are. You know (laughs) we are when we're slurring our words. That's how we know.
0: (laughs) We've had a little too much white wine. And uh, we're here with Michelle Sutherland. And we're talking about the book of Lamentations.
1: We are. And we were talking about Lamentations. We were talking about performance. We were talking about having a good time. (laughs)
0: Talking about where's the party. (laughs) We
1: were talking about where's the party. (laughs) WTP.
2: Yeah, WTP. Hashtag, yes. Hashtag WTP. Hashtag Hashtag Bible. Hashtag Lamentation. Like, where? I mean, I thought this was like music and stuff. Okay, enough. (laughs) You know?
1: Enough. (laughs) I was in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) And that sentence continues as such. And we thought it might be fun to try and do some laments of our own because, hey, Everybody's got shit going on in their life. As you said, one of those, each one of those 70,000 people has been through something. Um, And maybe we collectively can, can lament in in a good way. So anytime somebody says these magic words, it's time to lament. And the magic words are, for these things I weep.
2: For (laughs) these things I
0: weep. I thought you were going to be like, these magic words, it's time to lament. (laughs) I was like, I can remember that. Hey, it's time to lament. No.
1: And I say, these magic words, dicks out for her. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So, W-t-p. Um, then if someone says those, we're going to try and do an improvised lamentation, one word per person. Well, one word at a time per person. Uh, so, <laughs> for example, oh, well, you sinners, let my
2: people <laughs> flow. Amen.
1: <laughs> amen. amen. Let my people flow. Yes,
2: let my people flow. Yes. L.
1: Is that like a, M- like a Jewish tampon ad? I
2: was thinking something? that <laughs> could be like
0: the, the diva cup, like let my yeah, people yeah, flow. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's good.
0: All right. So the third poem, chapter three. Uh, I have... Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding, God dragged me from the path and mangled me. Pretty harsh.
2: Whoa.
1: I mean he did. He did, but the describing I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of s- s- snakiness to God.
0: Yeah, it's like they're simultaneously mad at themselves uh-huh. for sinning and at God for punishing them for that. Absolutely.
1: Sins. And it's very hard to untangle those emotions.
2: Yeah, because like when you make a mistake in life, which people do. Which I've never done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. You'll have it's to do that. It's like you want experience. you want to be able to forgive yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. like you need to do that, but if you have like guilt or shame or something, which I think a lot of people do, you know, when they make Not a me. mistake, <laughs> like you you you're like, somebody help me, Jesus and then, then God just hits you with a bear claw, you know. <laughs> I hope it's a. I hope that's the pastry. A very sugary bear claw. Yeah, (laughs) See, you with a delicious donut.
0: Hey, G man. Because actually,
2: God can't really do anything, right? I mean, don't you have to just do it yourself? I don't know. What is this thing about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in real life, no, God can't
2: do anything because he doesn't exist. (laughs) In the Bible. He can do a lot of shit. It's complicated. (laughs) I just, I want to think of God as, like, being, like, not this aggressive, like, smacking you around. But I guess, actually, that is probably what God is, though, right?
0: I'm remembering when we graduated from college, and we were going to a lot of, like, graduation parties and drinking a lot. And you were like, I promised God (laughs) that after all this— I'm gonna like live real clean
2: and like do yoga and shit. <laughs> Still trying to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I have gone to the gym.
0: Oh, okay. In, yeah. the, in the like several years yes. since we graduated In the, the decades okay. since we
2: graduated. I have gone to the gym. I did try yoga. <laughs> yoga to the people. Yeah. Really partying is more my way, you know, <laughs> of celebrating. Like seriously, like you can celebrate life in a lot of ways, you know. And you can do yoga if you want. You can also just like dance on the dance floor and hurrah tennis. yes but i liked your idea of god is just like you're like better
0: like your conscience like just like your super ego you know like he's he's just gonna tell you like what you're supposed to do right you may or may not you know you may or may not oh, make it I there see. yeah but like you know I, I i'm drinking right now but i promised god i'm gonna do yoga
2: after so like it's cool So it'll be fine, and God is cool with it. He's like, after could mean many things. Yeah, he's like, like,
0: whatever. He's like, just as long as you get the yoga in.
2: I have a different kind of God. Like, these people, their God is, like, real tough. (laughs) I would not have survived this. I would have been one of the dead people. Like, oh Yeah, you would have been, like, eating your children. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, kind of on that note, I wrote down the quote, um, it is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Mm -hmm. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. The idea that it's good for people to suffer when they're young, because Mm it teaches them something.
1: That there is a chance that they could be brought back up again. Yeah. Um, And that,
0: like, in the service of God. Yeah. Although I did find it interesting that it's like... um, Offer his cheek to one who would strike him. I mean, I know we've encountered that before, like, the turn the other cheek, Mm. which is generally thought of as, like, something Jesus said in the New Testament. But he was quoting the Old Testament. Right, right. Mm. Um, But it is interesting that... I don't know. Just as I've said before in previous episodes, I'm learning that the divide between the Old Testament and the New Testament is Mm. not as concrete as I thought.
1: For these things I weep.
2: Why relief amen (laughs) (laughs) exactly why (laughs) relief
1: in that in in the vein of what you were saying lauren Uh, for the lord will not reject forever this this poem starts with a job-like anger but then eventually comes to a place where it can accept that there's hope you know that like out of the ashes you know seedlings will sprout or whatever there's also a very or seemingly pretty straightforward admission of guilt we have transgressed and rebelled and you have not forgiven
0: wow that's that isn't simple that's like so complicated because it's like
1: it is pretty complicated
0: it, it puts blame on both of them simultaneously you know mm-hmm.
1: that his role is to forgive yeah even when we transgress yeah and he oh,
0: i also have um God does not willingly bring affliction or grief to the children of men. Um,
1: which I feel like it's just a, a person's justification for it. Like they couldn't couldn't imagine a world in which he did it intentionally.
0: But then like a few, a few verses later, there's also who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it. So it's like who has the power here? It's like God doesn't do something willingly, meaning like humans are forcing him to, but humans can't do anything unless... God forces them to, you know? Yeah. It's almost
1: like they don't have any answers at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like God I mean, doesn't it's exist almost and like, humanity you
2: know, is, like, very difficult to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Humanity, forgiveness. Like, what is it? You know what I mean? And how do you, like, how? And how? Forgiveness. How? Isn't that the beginning word of this? How? Yes, it is. Yeah, how? I love that. My friend told me, like, the first word of this is how, and I was like, whoa, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) Like, I am stoked. Because how do you forgive? You know what I mean? How do you forgive yourself?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody here knows.
2: I mean, maybe God has, like, maybe this whole thing is like, like, God has to you know, hit you with the bear claw, like all this shit has to happen, right? So that just to kind of bring you down or to this place, mm-hmm. because forgiveness is a thing. It's like, a, it's a road that has to be traveled. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's that is, humanity. It is part of humanity. That you know? is actually like
0: a big part of the narrative is that it's like God is going to bring Israel down, but then he's going to raise them back up. That's like yeah, a big part of the biblical narrative.
1: Um, but the next poem takes us on a pretty serious journey of its own.
0: It does. It has some uh, really great slash terrible images of like descriptions of the ruined city. This is like... (laughs) Descriptions. uh,
1: Descriptions. This is Jerusalem (laughs) under siege by the Babylonians. So this is like when Judah is starving, basically. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: Jerusalem in particular. Jerusalem in particular, yeah. the city is under siege, so it's on lockdown. They can't get any food in or out, etc.
1: And the progress of the siege is expressed in like a long-running metaphor through the poem of the loss of color. Did you you track
0: that? Uh, Not as such, but now that I look at my notes, that does, like I can see that in my notes.
1: Like the the vibrant past whenever there was food and people were Mm. alive and people who were born and raised in purple, for example, is a line Uh from there. Um,
0: Literally meaning people like royalty.
1: Royalty. That's
0: beautiful. The loss of color
1: that's that, and the increase of
0: heat mm. I yeah I have because well, I have the sacred gems are scattered at the head of every street mm-hmm. um which like gems are colorful <laughs> hey guys <laughs> gems they're colorful <laughs> I also have um the princes were brighter than snow and whiter than milk their bodies more ruddy than rubies now they are blacker than soot their skin has shrivelled on their bones it has become dry as a stick
1: there you go. What was once vibrant and colorful is now blackened and shriveled.
0: I also have that uh, the uh, prophets and priests are so defiled with blood that no one dares to touch their garments. That's pretty defiled with blood.
1: I mean, on the <laughs> scale of defilement, yeah, that's like that's like a solid six.
0: <laughs> um, I also have my people have become heartless like ostriches in the desert.
1: Yeah. I wrote down that exact what, line as well. What,
0: uh, what did ha, ostriches ever do to Have you ever run stuff? into an ostrich in the desert? I have not. Have you?
1: You know how I can tell that you've never run into an ostrich in the desert? Oh. You're alive to tell about it.
0: <laughs> Actually, you witnessed some ostriches racing, right?
1: I have seen ostrich races, yes.
0: Did they seem especially heartless?
1: No, but they're apparently quite ornery.
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of heartless.
2: Yes. Uh, Michelle, have you ever experienced ostriches? Um, I did meet some, but nothing happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nothing happened? Oh, no. They didn't chase <laughs> me or anything. What happened with any- them? We just looked at each other, you know, like, hey. Nice. Yeah, party.
1: <laughs> you asked them where the party was. I was like, did where's you, the party? Did Would you, you like some ice and your white some wine? Some white
2: wine. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, sweet, thanks. Yeah. We did not have any sort of aggressive moments. Um, I also have... Because of thirst, the infant's
0: tongue sticks to the roof of its mouth. It's brutal. Brutal Ugh. stuff.
2: I mean, that's a fucking infant. You know what I mean? Like, no, God, no. Also, not an infant. It's like a movie. You know what I mean? Like, don't kill the fucking babies. You know? I hate that about movies sometimes. You know? It's like they kill the kid. Like, like what are you trying to do? <laughs> this is your big challenge to society is to kill a child in a movie? What a jerk.
0: Yo, they Probably were, a
2: guy wrote that. You they know what were I mean? Like, cannibalizing these kids. That's like- <laughs>
0: That is a theme we've seen yeah. more than once in the Bible is that like when a city is under siege, they can't get food in, they start eating the, the, babies the, the kids, they That's start how, eating yeah. the babies.
1: And the reason they know it's an inversion of the natural order is because of instead of the mother feeding the child, the child feeds the mother.
2: That's fucked mm, up. I don't like it. It's fucked up.
1: Well, Hollywood has at least learned its lesson about animals. They don't know animals ever die in movies anymore.
0: That's not, not true. That's,
1: <laughs> well, no dogs.
0: That's not true. The dogs die extremely tragically.
2: I cry. Everyone learns a lesson. Oh yeah, that's right. All those dog movies. There's always one of the pups. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> he gets it, and it's like, why? He was just a good crazy. little guy.
0: He <laughs> was just a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't deserve to die. All right.
2: What like if we were, like, lamentations, like, right now? It would be just like this in, like, a thousand years later or however many thousands of years. It's like people would be, like, pups. Like, what are they talking about? Like, puppies? I mean,
0: <laughs> we should do. I yeah, know what a pupper should. is. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, For these things we weep.
2: Dogs become. Ash. In. Those. Mouths. Of. Failed. Noblemen. Oh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That was a good one. That was a good lament. We should make a song out of that. Dogs become ashes. <laughs> well, let's try again.
1: <laughs> or maybe not.
0: Um, I also have... Let's move on to the fifth poem. Okay. Oh, yeah. wait, wait. No, I have one more thing. Uh, that the land of Edom should rejoice Mm. and be glad Mm -hmm. because Judah has been destroyed. But to you also the cup will be passed. You will be drunk and stripped naked. That's right. So it's yeah, I don't know. It's more that like, yeah, we sinned, but everyone else sinned too and everyone else is gonna
2: And also is being drunk and naked a bad thing. Like I mean that's
0: (laughs) in this part of the Bible, very much so. It is in in Song of Songs.
2: No. Oh, Song of Songs. I need to read that yeah, one. Yeah, you, so so you might have, like that one. Yeah, I would. Okay, I already know. I already like it. That it will, one's like that all includes, about wine and nakedness.
1: It includes the information about where the party is.
2: Yeah, oh, it tells you like, where to go. Yeah,
0: in the Bible, if you want to know where the party's at, it's in Song of Songs. <laughs> like oh, If you nice. asked any of
1: these dudes, if you asked Ezekiel, asked Isaiah or whatever uh, where the party was, they'd probably tell you Song of Songs. Yeah, song
2: well, and songs. then they tell you like... Um, die because you're a slutty woman. And, like, your oh, so evil. Song of Songs is the beginning of like Lamentations, basically. It's so like, <laughs> song and songs here like begins the end. The
0: only, <laughs> the only part where it's like,
2: it's okay for women to have sex. Oh. Everything else is just like, they really don't like women that much. You no, know? or we're like used as a symbol for yeah something. Except song I songs. I mean everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. Okay. Last. Last chapter.
1: Yeah, the last poem Chapter is a little five. different. last poem is all about penitence. It's about, like, trying to trying to make it right, you know? Like, mm-hmm. They're trying hard. They know they fucked up, but they want to make it right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sort of. Sort
1: of. It's not all about that, but it has more of that vibe to it than the previous ones did, which were full of, like, anger and, and invective against an uncaring god.
0: Yeah. um, I wrote down... Our fathers sinned and are no more, and we bear their punishment. So it's like, we've already seen, like, we're supposed to be past the sins of the father thing. Like, we're supposed to be, God has declared that he's not going to punish people for the sins of their fathers. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we're never really done with it, it seems like.
1: That's true, but I also think that whoever says that is is misguided. Again, they're trying to displace blame. Mm-hmm. because even in as we learned in in the last book even in the last days of the siege they were offered an opportunity to get right with god basically when he told them to get rid of all of, when jeremiah told him to get rid of all of their jewish slaves and oh, they yeah. disobeyed yeah um that's true so th- it's not just their father's generation it's it's them too but at
0: least they accept it at least they like this is them not accepting it, though, yeah. isn't it like? I mean in 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 a way, yeah. I mean, they simultaneously accept and don't accept it, right. which is like how fucking grief works. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down the line, we must buy the water we drink. Um, how do you feel about that having just returned from Burning Man? You Michelle?
2: do have to bring your own water. People will give you all the alcohol in the world. But if you're ever like, I need water, people are just like smacking you. Like, take care of yourself. Read, read the Burning Man guide. I mean, it's just like, okay, I legitimately. And at the end of the fucking party, of course, there's like legitimately thousands of gallons of water that nobody ever drank. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you really did not have to be like that. But- <laughs> I mean, the idea is, like, you know, take care of yourself, you know. So it's like, I get it, but, I mean, that's a lame party. Like, <laughs> if you're drunk and you need water, somebody should give it to you. I did bring my own water, though. But on the last day, I lost my water pack thing. I left it. I don't know what a water pack thing it's is. It's like it has a because, you know, you go out I, I and don't even want to know. I just always want to water in
0: a city. I just always want to be able to turn on the faucet. I know. I don't ever There's want no to. There's no faucets. mm At least not where you think. Exactly. (laughs) So it sounds
1: like we were almost there, but I think it's time to rate this book.
0: Okay, but first let's do one more Lamentation. Okay. Yes. uh, For these things we weep when elders
1: fell
2: on the sand, we young men tried music. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. all right let's rate this book
0: okay
1: michelle as the guest of honor do you want to give your rating first
2: yes i'll give my rating i rate this one thousand tears in a sea of confusion perfect <laughs> uh would you care to uh, elaborate on that no need okay
0: <laughs> i
1: think it's fairly sp- it's a it poem
0: <laughs> what about you lauren uh i think i'm gonna give it I don't know. No,
1: you have to give it a specific thing. That's the deal.
0: Seven out of nine bear claws. Seven out of nine bear claws. bear claws. Yes, because um, I think it's well. First of all, <laughs> it's short, <laughs> which I'm always thankful for. Uh, and uh, I just think like it, it's poetry that is grappling with the issue of like blame mm-hmm. and the feeling of grief in ways that are really like multivalent. Like it's not just like simplified mm-hmm. and um, made to seem very simple and like anyone should be able to understand it and follow God. Like it's presented as something really complex and confusing. And uh, I appreciate that. How about you?
1: I would give it uh, six out of eight holy acrostics pretty much the the same reason. I I like the the poetry is is very nice. It's done from a human perspective which I like very much that it's about people trying to deal with problems um, trying to deal with feelings and situations that even though these are a little exaggerated in terms of our own personal lives I mean I don't want to speak for you Michelle but I've never been through a siege personally. (laughs) Um, I have. (laughs) (laughs) But even though the circumstances are a bit exaggerated, like you said, grappling with blame or grappling with the sense of responsibility or, or trying to find meaning in, in, in pain or, or in negative feelings, that is like an, like an honest human struggle, and this seems to be poetry that embraces the complexity of that struggle and approaches it in a pretty in a pretty wise way, e- even if the wisdom is just in the contradiction. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. give you a straight up answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a wise way to approach it, that there might not be a single answer that you might have to accept. Multiple
2: things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Wisdom and the contradiction. Like I love that. For me, that's just like underline and bold and I tell it like stars, happy faces, (laughs) hashtag. It's strong, you know, because that's what this feels like.
1: That's that's my rating, and I think that's
2: the show. That's
0: yeah, that's the show. Nice work, everybody.
2: uh, Michelle, where can people find you online? Um, You can find me on my Instagram account. It's called Diary of a NY Artist. Diary of a New York Artist. NY standing for New York.
0: Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of before. NY, but whatever.
1: <laughs> diary of any artist. Is that also
2: Also true. Oh my God, yes, it is. Yeah. I also do a Diary of Any Artist. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You can find our podcast on Twitter at, at Sun School Drop. And you can find me on Twitter at Lauren E. O'Neill. O'Neill spelled like Shaquille. Nico does not have a Twitter or That's an right. Instagram or anything. Nope. He's Nico has nothing.
2: Guys,
1: I'm a ghost.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find our website at Lol, And
1: you can send us email to contact at sundayschooldropouts.lol. Uh,
0: we want to thank Elise Carlton for our logo as always. And also thank Nico for all of our original music and all alls of our <laughs> editing and sound engineering. Oh, Thank you, baby.
1: Thank you for picking the wine tonight, of course. It was all Michelle. A Always big thank you cold. You. <laughs> big thank you to Michelle for being here. Thank uh, you so much. We'll be back next week with more Bibble. Of course, we talk at all the different ways, as you know.
0: And all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. My name is Nico Bakulich.
0: <laughs> I'm Lauren O'Neill.
1: And we will see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. Yay.